Welcome to the WIPS Podcast, inspiring and empowering women to take the stage and up their game in the public speaking arena. My name is Chantal Bosset from Shabbos, leaders for your presentation, public speaking, and AV needs. Enjoy the show. So hello, everyone. My guest today is Divya Parekh, and she's from North Carolina in the United States. Welcome, Divya. Oh, thank you for having me on your show, Chantal. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And it's a pleasure to have you on. And so we start, I would like to know, what do you do in life? What's your work? What's your business? So our listeners can learn a little bit more about you. That's a great question. So First of all, I'll share with you is that basically I'm a people proponent and I am all about helping the humanity evolve for better and, you know, like opening up our societies and changing the world one person at a time for better, like, you know, where we become interconnected and there's the humanity throughout because it sometimes it feels like we have lost a little bit of touch with our human side. And You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so much technology and sometimes makes us forget that human side. Right, right. Oh, great. I, I And that's really inspiring the way you put it. I like that. And it, with everything you did, would you still consider yourself as an outspoken person or a little bit more shy? How would you define yourself? <laughs> Well, I, my guess is probably, I would say I'm an extrovert, so I can be quiet when necessary because as a coach, I have to listen and True. it's my pleasure to listen because I'll share with you, to me, silence is really important in my life as, as a meditator. So it's talking about, you know, when you talk about if I'm outspoken, so I say that, you know, we have different roles in our lives mm -hmm. and talking about what do I do in my business? I've got three different niches. So one is I love speaking to masses. The reason being that, you know, when you're coaching, you're doing one-to-one. -one. And when you are speaking, what you're doing is you are speaking to so many, you're getting a message across. That's Now, the it. beauty of coaching is that you are creating a profound change. So actually, each and every aspect of my business is very dear to me. You know, everything is wonderful in its own aspect. So I do keynote speaking. My second niche is where I work with organizations and leadership team, professionals, as well as the companies on whole. Because I come from a corporate background, right? Okay. Biopharmaceuticals. And coming from biochemistry and neurochemistry background, you know, as to how the physiology of emotions work. So many times, you know, it's just the amygdala takes over. So, so many times you're not in control, but like if you bring that mindfulness in yes. and how you make it part of your life, you can change your life around. So what is new to you can be turned into habit by creating those new neural connections. Yes. And the third thing is I've created a category of one, which is a business relationship advisor and coach, which is the category of one. I believe that, you know, when you have good relationships with your partners, with your clients, whether it is your team members or whoever it is, regardless of the person, when you come in contact with somebody and if, if you come to the conversation with the intention that you are going to leave them with something that they can take away, if, when you come with the intention of giving, then what happens is that the conversations are so much more meaningful. Oh, you're as, right. 
Yep. And as part of business relationship coaching, when I'm talking about it, I also help people create a business platform through their books. So I'm a writing muse as well. Oh, nice, nice. And you know, what's really amazing about what you just shared is that it makes me realize that we have some common roots because you've been in science and I also have my bachelor's in biochemistry. <laughs> so life brings us with people that have common things. That's really amazing for me. I'm always grateful to have the chance to share that with people like you, that we start with one path and we just mingle to something else to do something that is probably greater than ourselves and help people around. So I really appreciate that. With everything that you've been doing, when was the first time that you started speaking and how was that first experience for you? <laughs> so here's what I got to tell you that, you know, I started speaking a long time back <laughs> since I was in school. <laughs> I mean, we all do, right? Like regardless whether you're speaking that's to a group of uh, your friends or whether you're talking with a person. So that does not mean that I don't get my set of butterflies when I'm going on the stage. You know, I still get that pounding in my throat of my heart going didum, 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 didum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well as that sinking feeling in my stomach. Oh my God, I got to go and speak. What if I this and that? And if I miss out on this point, but then, you know, again, I've become this mindfulness practitioner that, you know, I make sure that I am doing my meditation, that five minutes of grounding before I'm going on yes. stage or before I'm speaking to a group of people. However, that said, I got to share with you, you know, when I was an associate professor in college, And when you're teaching big classes, it becomes a good learning curve, you know? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. And students, you know, like I love students because, you know, they are going to ask you all sorts of questions. So they prepare you. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't mind putting you on the spot. That's for no. sure. <laughs> and maybe do you have, I'm thinking of when you had students or any other speaking engagements that you had ever went through a more challenging experience, something that, yes, it did put you on the spot or in a tight position. And how did you deal with that? Well, you know, like it happens in any phase of life. You're always going through challenges. You always find something that's new to you, something that's ambiguous and uncertain. So actually I'll share I was speaking to a group of women in a meetup group. So there were like, I think around like 35, 40 women. And then one of the women asked me, like I was speaking on mindfulness. And then all of a sudden she started asking me about something very personal to her, which was about marital relationship. Oh. And I am not, um, you know, marital relationship counselor or anything like that. And then what I did was that, okay, I'm teaching about mindfulness. Why don't I? Just take a deep breath and see how we can play this out. And I asked her that, you know, with your permission, can I have a two-minute, just, you know, like a grounding of myself? And she said, sure, you know, we are all women over here. And I found that, that when you're vulnerable and when you share with people, you're nothing but another human being just like them sitting next to them. And, you know, everybody comes from a place of different journey yes. and different learning and different experiences, but we all are humans. And that's and, what makes us relatable when we yeah. are perceived as, okay, they're human, they're, uh, they have their challenging days, they have their ups and downs like me, mm -hmm. I guess our message comes through way more powerfully. 
It does. And <laughs> so then what happened was then I told her very clearly that, you know, yes, uh, I did share that I'm a business relationship advisor. However, let me clarify that I don't work in the personal relationship. However, that said, if you're open, we can explore the question you're asking. And then I said that if you're open, we have this experience of 35 to 40 women in the room. And this is after, you know, my speech was done and it was the Q&A session. Oh, good. So it was very informal. And all the women said, yeah, why don't we help her out? And then what started out as just as a question and what we ended up actually was because I was open and I was mindful and I was present in the moment after having my butterflies and after having all this hesitation <laughs> and apprehension, I said, why don't we turn it into adventure? I always say that, that whenever you're apprehensive, turn it into adventure. She walked away with a really good solution for herself and went away happy. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah. So when we keep our minds open to, yeah, the new path that people will make us take <laughs> during a talk, that must have been also a rewarding experience because not only did she walk away with a great experience, probably all the other women probably realized, geez, we were able to help her out. And they also got all your talk beforehand. So that's even better. Yeah. Oh, and uh, if you want to know, like there was another instance when what happened was like, all right, I had sent my presentation to the organizer and, you know, like, I just kind of took the presentation and I said that, you know, I'll bring my laptop also in case it's, it. it's not working. So, you know, for some reason, the USB drive didn't work. Oh, I no. take a USB drive. I had sent her the email. She could not open up the PDF file. She had a Mac computer. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and I here, the picture. <laughs> yeah, so here I am like, okay, uh, three things. I'm like, okay, I have shared it with her as a PDF file. I have brought my USB drive. I have brought my computer. So USB drive didn't work with her computer. So then we said that, okay, why don't we use Divya's computer? So we used our computer, but the HDMI cable was not compatible to the projector. Oh, no. <laughs> so that, and you didn't have the adapter. Yeah, well, I, I did not know that I was supposed to bring oh, an adapter. that's, that's it. <laughs> does that. And here we have almost 75 people in the room. And they're looking at me, I'm looking at them. And then I said, you know what? Why don't you continue working with my computer, your computer, and see if we can open up. And if not, we can still run through this. We don't need the slides. We can do it. That's it. So here I am. Like, you know, I literally don't know what I was going to speak because I had customized the whole presentation for them. It was a mindfulness presentation, and yet it was customized to these folks. These were people in transition, like, you know, people who are transitioning from one profession to another. Okay. So I said, okay, let's just go with the flow. Let's make it an adventure. So we started out, I came up with some exercises. I asked them first, like, you know, what were the problems? Because that's what you do in coaching. I'm like, okay, instead of being a speaker, now let me put on my coach's hat. So I asked them like, you know, okay, let's uh, go around the room and see what is the most predominant problem that is impacting all of you guys. So as we talked, you know, like, you know, a couple of problems came up. I created, I'm very good with creative part of my brain, very grateful and blessed with that. No credit, you know, that's something nature has given me. So we came up with a couple of exercises right there on the spot. We finished the exercises and we were only 10 minutes into our speech. And lo and behold, they had been able to fix 
<laughs> and my presentation was up and but guess what the presentation was up but like you know half of it was not working and half of it was not so but you know still people had something to follow through because they had given them a handout too so then we did that too so it's 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 about you know like you know when you are in a jam just taking it taking that perspective that yes i'm scared yes, yes. i'm apprehensive but you know what courage is not the absence of fear courage is you know you look the fear in the eye and they say that okay i'm fearful it's okay i'm yeah. going to be compassionate to myself being empathetic to yourself and see how can i make the best of the situation and also just trust ourselves that we know our topic by heart yeah we had prepared something but if what we customize now on the spot makes sense to the people in the room well who cares about the technology not cooperating <laughs> to start with because they had value anyway that is really really a precious moment that you just shared because I'm sure some of our listeners will be able to relate. Technology, I always say, when you have technology around, be prepared because Murphy's Law is going to kick in one way or the other. That's for sure. You won't have. Uh, if you're speaking in front of public, of course, technology will kick in at one point and you'll have some hiccups. And that, it, it's just the way it is. And if we're sagging from that, Yeah, challenging experiences. What would be your probably greatest moment? Sometimes that's also very inspiring to people when they re they can relate to a very inspiring moment that you went through. Oh, one of the most inspiring moments was like you know, here I was. I was probably like it was uh, one of my early speeches. Like I can share like a couple of uh, inspiring moments with you. So one was while I was in pharmaceuticals. Mm -hmm. I was speaking. To And I think so. It was a biopharmaceutical conference with a focus on viruses, and I had done some work on one of the viruses, and I had presented that. And after that, I came in back to the room, like you know, after I had like presented, I went out, and when I came back, and we had a break going on, and then one attendee came up to me and said that that you know what you had presented and the way you shared your processes i mean of course you know so many of them are confidential and you can share all the details there however you know whatever i shared and i said something i don't know what i said and he said that you know the way you said it like how you had approached your challenge and what you were facing it really helped me because it just turned on a light bulb in my mind and then i think so i know the approach i'm going to take to resolve my issue oh. so So to me that was so rewarding that just made my whole speech so meaningful that okay it's not only that i'm sharing information but when people walk away with that information and they can apply it in their life oh, whether yeah. it's research or anything else that's when it just gives me so much joy and happiness that i cannot tell you so that was one of my most inspiring moments and then the second one was I was talking I don't remember it was probably like you know financial group of people okay and I was speaking to them and then after I was done so I was talking about the difference between inspiration and motivation mm yeah and how it can be applied in leadership how it can be applied in day-to-day -day life and then two to three finance folks came to me and said that Devia you know what we never thought that coming to this talk would be of any help because you're like oh what inspiration what motivation we are number of people you know <laughs> we got to crunch our numbers and 
we gotta do what we gotta do. And we they probably it. thought, same old, same old. I won't be same able old, to buy anything. Right, right. And then they said that what you shared with us, just that dif- that difference between motivation and inspiration, it can make a huge difference. What we are going to do is we are planning to. Now these were all people given in the same form, so I don't know if it had any bearing to do with it, if their culture or something like that, but they were very open. And they said that we were talking at the lunchtime and we have decided that we are going to apply this with our clients and make sure that they get inspired rather than get motivated. It's just not about them signing up with us. It's about inspiring them where they can do more financial investment and where they can have a better life when they retire. So they said like, you know, we are doing this. But it seems like, you know, we can do more. We can add a little bit more spice to it. So basically, it's what I call more the transformational part of it. They realized they could, yeah, they they were transformed instead of just thinking, oh, same old, same old. It won't apply to us. It doesn't apply to what we do, especially financials. We always get that reply that, oh, you know, my subject is way too complicated to apply some of those inspiration things and you were able to transform them. So that really is great because they realized they could make a difference for their people for when they were giving them more information. Really great experience. I really like that. And well, since I, my podcast is mostly, targeting women, I do have that, yeah, famous question, being women, what would be your one wardrobe tip to help women taking the stage in a more confident way? Because, yeah, we always think about that, but uh, you probably have had so many things that either worked or didn't work as much as you thought, especially for wardrobe. So what would be something you want to share with us? Well, one thing I'll share is that go for comfort. I'm not saying that wear your jammies and go and start speaking. (laughs) (laughs) That would look awkward. That would look awkward unless, you know, you are at a point in time in your life where, you know, your name comes and then you can even go in slippers and then it's totally fine. That's it. Uh, However, that said, but, you know, because what happens is appearances do matter and people do judge you by your appearances. So if you're well-dressed, if you're well-groomed, then it really helps for people to see that, oh, you know what? She takes care of herself. Yes. It's just not like seeing from the perspective of she's looking good, but it gives that impression that, yes, she's all put together. So if she as a speaker is all put together, then you know what? The first impression that comes across is that, okay, she's somebody that I can take advice from. She's somebody that I can kind of trust or, you know, you're building that that like factor. And it's really important to build that like factor. And now about like, you know, wardrobe and all that. So one thing that I always share is that this is a trick that has worked for me every single time. So every single time before I have an important speaking engagement, I go get my hair cut just like two to three days before. And so many times after my speaking engagement, people have come and said that, you know what, your hair... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow it shows <laughs> it, it shows and they're like oh wow you know uh, your hair is so crisp and all that and of course I don't tell them that sometimes I'm, if I don't have speaking engagements in between I go for a month and a half without getting my hair cut that's it but, but it's that perception and also one of the things I've found is that look at your shoes because mm-hmm. if you're comfortable in wearing those shoes 
Go for it. If you can wear those heels, whatever you can pull off, hats off to you. Go for it. But the key is what you're comfortable in. Because think about it, you know, you have to be careful about what gestures you're using. You have to be careful about your posture. You have to be careful about so many different things. Now, in the meantime, you don't want to have something that you're wearing so tight that now... You're just pulling and tugging and pulling and tugging. And like, I have to share this one uh, awkward moment of my life is that, you know, one time I'd gone with a friend, like, and she showed me that, oh, you know what? Get this jacket. And it was kind of very fitted jacket because it was fitted jacket. You know, I got some, you know, it was just a whole, whole thing. So the pants were also fitted. There you go. Now my pant is all tight because my stomach is bloated. I've got some stomach issues. And I have this afternoon, three o'clock speech. (gasps) Three o'clock. Holy moly. So here I am. I love Mexican. So of course I overate a little bit. Like their whole, like it was really, really good. Uh, Their salsa and their guac and just, just every, the food was really good. And here I'm, I'm so much in discomfort. So from that point on, I learned by myself that, you know, have a little room or maybe have a little less in the lunch hour, especially if you're <laughs> in the afternoon, you know, and have something comfortable where you're able to move your arms and all that. So when you're talking and when you're using your hands or talking about gesture, then you're not thinking about your clothes. So it again depends on your level of comfort. So for example, right. sometimes like, you know, I may be sitting down on the stage as a panel, right? So usually when I'm sitting down on the stage, I usually wear pants because that's who I am. Mm-hmm. You wear whatever you're comfortable in. Because one time I recall wearing a dress and then I kept on like, you know, my whole focus was that, okay, you know what, how am I sitting? Am I sitting properly? My legs are crossed properly. And uh, just those little things, you know, that uh, makes us lose our concentration on what we're doing. I'm not like, you know, my, you know, is my demeanor okay? Am I sitting properly? Again, it's the outfit was like, you know, kind of. How should I say it was a little fitting? So it's, it's, it's again, like, you know, you're like, okay, is my, you know, am I slouching? What's happening? Or, you know, there's always so many things going on in your mind, especially because everybody's attention on you. Mm -hmm. Try to make, wear something very savvy, wear something chic and elegant. And at the same time, it's something that gives you that comfort level. And what I've found is that usually having like a, one color or two colors, not wearing too busy clothes. Because if you wear too busy clothes, then it just kind of like... It distracts. It distracts people. And also, if you can pull it off, here's my thing. If you can pull it off, and if you know it, and if you're prefacing it, because I remember like one speaker just kind of came, it was Christmas time, and he was in a total like a Christmas suit. <laughs> and, uh, bit bells uh, and a Christmas tree on his jacket and he just had music playing and he came with the Christmas music and people just loved him that's it it probably depends on the topic but you're right at one point we need to make sure that we don't distract either ourselves or the people in front of us (laughs) there is no like one you know rule of a thumb so to speak I'm just kind of sharing, especially if you're starting out. That's it. Just do what is comfortable for you. That's what I I totally agree. And that's a really great tip because we get self-conscious at times and we try to probably overdo it. But keeping it simple and comfortable, that's really the way to go with it. And uh, so I come with my last question for you, Divya. 
What if you had one tip that would empower women to take the stage more confidently? What would it be? I have several tips. Okay, now narrowing it down to one tip is be authentic. Oh yeah. Don't you know? Just be yourself. Now, like as you have seen, you know, I did not have any problem sharing my moments of embarrassment. You know, just know that you're human. Yes. You know, when I talk about being authentic, is the first part of that is being knowing that you are a human being, and mm-hmm. it is human to err, and divine is perfect. So just just be yourself, and if you make mistakes, you make mistakes, That's and just right. be humble about it. Be vulnerable that hey, you know what? I goofed up, I goofed up, or I tripped. I mean, I've done that. I have tripped one time, like you know, I was. In uh, this is like long, long time back when the heels were way in. I mean, heels are still in, but you know now sometimes you can get platforms and yeah, it's probably a little bit. It's less shaky than it was with the less shaky. So like I know my first one, like you know here I'm like you know walking down very nicely and gracefully on the stage, and there were steps, and I tripped on the steps. Uh, Oh well. Yeah. Well, you know what? And then here I am. I've, I'm all red and I'm feeling so embarrassed. And then I said, you know what? Let's make it an adventure. When I took the microphone, I said, how was that for an entrance? <laughs> you know what? Everybody was laughing. So the thing is, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be make uh, silly mistakes. You know, sometimes like, yeah, you think like, oh, tripping. Oh, it's such a silly mistakes. But there's nothing like silly mistakes. That's it. It's only human mistake. Human mistake. So give yourself that compassion. Be empathetic. And when you do that, it's going to bring confidence. Because what happens is when you're true to yourself, when you're being authentic, then you don't have to think twice. You're not trying to put up a mask for somebody else. Mm. You're not trying to be someone that you are thinking that's what the other people need to see. Just be yourself and always know that, that you cannot please everyone. What a powerful message. Thank you. Thank you so much, Divya, because what you shared, I'm quite sure will be very valuable for all the listeners out there. And I do appreciate your time and all the authenticity you put in sharing those <laughs> questions. You, you shared a lot of value. So I do thank you very much. And I'll be asking the people just to follow you and make sure they go see what you do online and they'll be able to keep in touch with you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Chantel, for having me on the show. Thank you again for your time. Thank you, Chantel. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please tell us what you think by commenting and even share with your own networks to inspire and empower others to do public speaking. 